Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass. Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show, sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. All right, and hey, welcome back to Monday night. And I got Kyle over at PA. Kyle went racing this weekend at Fort Royal. I was in Atlanta. How's it going, Kyle? Not bad, Rowdy. Just a little windy out, but other than that, uh, not a bad day. I uh, got to see some racing yesterday. Nice little early birthday present for me, and uh, good to be back here on a Monday night. Man, I'm telling you, to get back to the races and the new configuration at, at Atlanta Motor Speedway, uh, kind of dampered on Friday, but hey, it was wide open on Saturday and Sunday. It was beautiful. Both days, Sonny. Uh, Kyle, uh, how was your day in Port Royal? Rowdy, it was good. Um, it's good to get back. Um, you know, Thankfully, my friend took me to the race, and uh, we were able to see the uh, Short Track Super Series modified for their Speed Showcase 40 race, uh, the 410 Sprints running the 25-lap uh, feature, and also the U- UL- ULMS late models uh, to wrap up the night. So, uh a lot going on. A lot to talk about tonight uh, regarding Port Royal. Um, you know, it's only their second race of the year that they've gotten in. And, uh, man, what a lot of great action yesterday. A lot of tempers flying and flaring and, you know, great racing side-by-side. Uh, Stuart Friesen was there right off, right right fresh from the Atlanta truck race. So uh, just a lot, lot, a lot of good storylines there yesterday. 106 cars there yesterday among three divisions, so not too shabby. Man, it's not Kyle of. Freezing, he raced his fanny off on Saturday in the truck race, man. He just, hey, he 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 led a lot of laps, Kyle, but you got to lead the last one. And then he jumped in the car to head over to, to over to Port Royal. What about that? Yeah, he does that, and you know he wasn't the only one racing. His wife Jessica Freezing was also racing in that. So, uh, forty-seven modifieds on hand for the uh, to attempt the uh, forty-lap. Short Track Super Series Modified feature. Um, they got rained out at Seals Grove Saturday, so uh, all attention toward turned to Port Royal Sunday. Um, yeah, Stuart Friesen looked like he had it in the bag, Rowdy. Um, just way too fast. Um, ripping the top of Port Royal and just basically just flying around everybody. Uh, he got the lead, then uh, the caution came out on lap 13, and uh, apparently he just started to slow. The car stopped and stalled on the front stretch while he was leading. And uh, what a bad break for Stuart Friesen. You know, he's won there before, and I know he's happy. Is his next well, the next short track Super Series race is going to be at uh, Orange County Fair Speedway on uh, Saturday, April second, for the Hard Clay Open, twenty-five thousand dollars to win. So not too, not 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 bad there, but um, just a great race. Once that happened, the last twenty-five laps was a battle between Ryan Godown and Mike Guler. Uh What a battle between those guys. Uh, Guler was was really quick last year at Bristol. For in, the, in the Super Dirt Series race, and uh, Ryan Godown was uh, running the top, and uh, in the last lap, Godown got onto the outside of Guler and uh, cleared him, going into turn three, and uh, held on. Uh, Ryan Godown winning the Speed Showcase 40. Uh, ten, turning our attention to sprint cars quick, uh, 
Brent Marks won the pole, or he started on pole, um, just uh, fresh off his win at Lincoln Speedway Saturday night. Um, I told my buddy he was going to dominate, but that wasn't the case, uh, you know, and uh, led led a lot of that race. And then uh, there was a there was a battle between uh, Logan Wagner, the fourth time and defending Track Series champion, and Anthony Macri, the Concrete Kid. Uh, and the two got together on track on the front stretch. Uh, Logan Wagner went for a spin, and then. Logan Wagner was part of another accident, and actually, Rowdy, uh, during that caution, that red, uh, came down to uh, show his displeasure to Anthony Macri. And I, I don't know what that did, Rowdy, but Anthony Macri wound up passing Brent Marks and won the race, so that must have fired him up or something. Hey, Kyle, uh, look, we got our first driver called in, and I'd like to welcome back to the Rowdy Maglite Show, uh, racing down in Pensacola this weekend. Welcome to the show, Willie Mullins. Thank you for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Man, Willie, you uh, you did New Smyrna. Now you've got Pensacola, uh, a fifth place finish. How how you like Pensacola? Uh, it's fun. It definitely was a little challenging at first for me to kind of figure it out. You know, the the good thing about these touring series is you know you, you got to get up on the wheel and you got to figure these tracks out quick. You can only run so much on iRacing uh, to help figure it out. But when you get down there, it, uh, it's uh, definitely a different world. And I, I enjoyed it. You know, enjoyed the, the the show everybody put on. We had some good racing. And, uh, you know, it's a, a good Monday night when you get to call into the um, Rowdy Maglite show to talk about your finish. Man, I tell you, Willie, thanks a lot. Hey, and Kyle, let me tell you, this guy will be on your side. He won't let nobody beat you up on the other side. Well, Willie, I appreciate that sticking up for me over there. But, you know, hey, Absolutely. like I told you, I brought him a, a car owner and three drivers up there, and that's how he appreciated it, you know? Yeah. So, uh, Willie, are you going to have – is it announced that you're going to have two-car team at Talladega? Yeah, absolutely. Um uh, we're going to definitely have the three in the O three with uh, Brayton um, Laster in the O three, just like we did at Daytona. Um, we'll work together and try to have another good finish. You know, we're we're both shooting for top tens. You know, when we go to the super speedway stuff because that's where my heart is and uh, where we uh, have the best equipment. Um, well, until this past weekend, you know, our, our short track programs really stepped up. Um, we've had a lot of help with getting these cars. Uh, better you know this car is actually a borrowed car from mike diaz so you know um i'm proud of what we do for a little team and we've we've done good so far this year and uh willie don't you think the elmore engine in the composite body is what's really devolved evolved out of all this a better race and, and a good looking field of cars yeah yeah you know the the good thing about the elmore is for me is reliability. I'm not having to work on the motor during the weekend and, and things like that where it makes you struggle and when you're trying to learn. Um, and then in practice, we hit the wall pretty hard uh, coming out of four. And the good thing with that composite body, other than fixing crush panels um, and the rocker a little bit, it was still good to go. It didn't hurt the body too bad. And then, you know, during the race, we got beaten and banging and didn't get any tire rubs. So that the body has really helped our series and that's that's where now you know you see cup in these composite bodies um and it helps so much you know for not cutting tires and giving good racing when you get up against somebody or against the wall so you know they've done a good job to to make these series uh work out better with composite bodies and the, the spec motor for our series 
Hey, Willie, you got Kyle here. Um, you know, what's what's it like race on the short tracks for you? Um, I mean, I, I know you've been you've been everywhere, but you know, what what was it like racing at a uh, Five Flag Speedway Saturday night? I really enjoyed it. You know, for me, this was one of the first few times that we've been competitive enough to race people hard. Um, you know, to, for me to be side by side with people and you know, <laughs> running with the forty four. You know, that kid was pretty cool to run with and gave us plenty of room, and I gave him room. Um, you know, the 60 was, uh, I don't know if he could, couldn't hear the spotter, couldn't understand him, but we definitely tangled with him a couple times. And, you know, short track racing, the good thing about all that is we still brought a car home. They brought a car home, and we all had good finishes and good nights um, there. So short track racing in, in the North American uh, areas is good, hard racing, no matter if you're on dirt or asphalt. And we have a good time. You know, the fans are there, and, and they put on good shows no matter what, what your budget is. Do you feel like the crowds have really increased now that we're kind of well, – we're not over it yet, over the pandemic, but you feel like, you know, the, the interest is maybe higher than it's ever been? It We have a good good crowd base, um, you could say. Um, you know, it was a little light, I think, in Pensacola the other night. Um, the biggest thing is, you know – we got to work on making sure we get who we are out there. You know, we got to spread the word of, you know, drivers like me or Greg Van Alst or, you know, the younger kids like um, Heim or, you know, any of the younger guys, you know, Gray, all of them, to, to get the fan base engaged in who we are in this series. So, you know, my wife works on that a lot. Uh, if you notice our social media, we're always out there trying to promote me. Um, you know, and that's, that's the biggest thing is to get – the crowd's bigger. We got to make sure the fans are engaged. My last question for you is, uh, you know, how how competitive has the ARCA series been this year? Uh, you know, you ran, you got top five. I mean, how how has it been for you so far this year? Now that you've had two races or three races in. Yeah, the the series is always difficult. You know, the East series and the National series. You know, to run top five, you've got to have your A game. Um, it, this isn't some easy series you know some people sit back and, and see sometimes that our car counts a little low and they're like well we should be racing there because it'll be easy you know you're you're racing against some of the top professional teams in nascar motorsports so for us to be where we were i mean look at you know james finch long time nascar car owner had his grandson out there this weekend with us and you know we were back there beating on him just as much as anybody and and we we were able to compete with those guys. So that shows you the level of cars that Finch brings and the Gibbs, the DGR brings. You know, these cars aren't slouches. This isn't some Saturday night show. Um, we're proud of what we do and what we accomplish against those guys because they are professionals, and, and they do it for a living where, where this is something I dream to do, and we do what we can do out of our pocket. Well, it's got to be pretty cool to know you race against people like Ty Gibbs and uh, Corey Himes in the truck. Man, he raced his fanny off and, and yep. brought that in the end down in Atlanta. But, you know, what? what's it like racing against, against those guys and knowing they're moving on? Well, it's pretty cool. I mean, even back years and years ago when we were at New Jersey and, uh, you know, you we got to race with uh, – Chase Elliott, right? And he was just a young kid, and Bill was there, and my dad was actually in the 
in a um, wheelchair that weekend, and Bill actually came over, brought my dad water and stuff. Just great people. You know, everybody in this series tries to work together, whether we're competitors or not. You know, and and it's it's pretty cool to see, you know, a Harrison Burton move up. You know, you see him up in the Wood Brothers car. You see all these kids, and that's what I do enjoy. I do like watching these kids move up. And be like, you know, I was there when when this guy did this or this guy did that, you know. So it's pretty cool. I, I do enjoy the series for watching, you know, these these kids move up into the next level. Well, talk about one uh, real quick. One, uh, Braden's going to be in your car at, at Talladega, man. Th- that kid brought it home at, at uh, Daytona and brought it out. Yeah, for his first. Yeah, he, he for his first start. Um, you know, in the ARCA series, he did a great job. You know, he listened to his spotter, worked with the crew chief, Robert Bruce, well, and, and they, they put together a good effort. You know, they're hoping to go there and, and improve on that now. So we've been working on the car, trying to get everything ready. Um, you know, we're getting his car will always be our priority first, and then we'll work on my stuff after that. So, you know, we want to make sure that uh, we can show our team can have other drivers besides me in it. And we are very competitive, you know, and that's what we're looking to do possibly in the future as I get older is move some children to these cars and, and get them some experience so they can go on to the next level of truck or, or Xfinity. So we're, we're always out there and we're, we're moving our team in a little bit different direction with me getting a little older. Um, I still enjoy it and I, I still want to want to win races. So I'm going to be in a car, but there's always a chance for other people to get in there too. Well, Willie. Really. Trust me when I tell you, it, I take pride in seeing how y'all have developed over the years. Few, a few short years, Thank too. You. And I like the direction Thank you're you. going, man. And that's that's what we pride ourselves on. You know, it's, we went from a little hobby team at New Jersey 10, 12 years ago, running one race a year. Now it looks like we could run five, six, seven races this year. And we're trying to put the deals together for next year to maybe bring uh, some other uh, race car drivers through our cars. And we're excited for that. And, you know, and what my feather in my cap is this weekend is I'm 42 years old. I'm past my prime and I'm still able to go up there and run top five with some of these young kids. So that just shows how good our equipment is. And I can't wait to put somebody in it that uh, possibly could win some of our stuff. Hey, it, it, with the package you bring, you can do that, uh, Willie. Let's talk about the guys that come to the shop and uh, help you get that done. Yeah, you know, uh, I, my crew chief, Robert Bruce, has been great this year. You know, he's runs late models with his son down here at Dominion Raceway, so he's been great. You know, uh, my neighbor, Daryl Faree, they come down in Peyton, and they're the ones that help me unload this thing and load it up. And, you know, you got John, um, my spotter, Kevin Belmont. You know, he's been great. He lives up in Pennsylvania and makes these trips down there every year and just to help me out. And, uh, you know, I believe in him as much as he believes in me. And, you know, and I couldn't thank uh, Andy Hillenberg enough. He took my car down there this weekend and, you know, gave me some crew guys to help get it through. And, you know, it worked out well. And, you know, we're a, we're a family in the ARCA series, and I can't wait to continue to race. Um, if – Things go good in the next month, and we can try to put some funding together for Dover. We're going to try to keep on series, but we're going to see how it goes, and we're uh, focused on Talladega first. Well, that's my backyard, Willie. Looking forward to it. Uh, let's talk about your sponsors that makes you go. 
Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't do it without uh, Crowing Recycling, CW Metals, Bugsy's Auto Body, and uh, Snap-on Tools, and Timmy Braun. You know, it's been a whole group effort with everybody. You know, without even my wife, she's, if you notice everything she does on social media for us, she does a great job, you know, promoting who we are, trying to make sure people see, you know, our good finishes. And, you know, I'm just uh, a guy that loves racing, and we try to make sure everybody understands that we're here to have fun and, and try to race in between. And where can they follow you, Willie, so they can keep up with you the rest of the season? Well, everybody can follow us. Everybody knows on Facebook. Um, you know, we've got our website, MullinsRacing.net. But uh, the biggest thing that uh, to get to know me, if you want to get to know me or my wife, check us out on TikTok. Uh, mine's WillieMullins.3. Uh, Dinah's is Dinah Mullins. Um, check us out. That, that'll that really show you who we are and what we're doing. You know, we try to get videos up uh, once a week to – show you how we're doing in the shop, what we're doing at work. So there's a lot of things uh, TikTok has done to help promote our little team. Hey, I love it. Uh, you know, people look at me at 66, and I say TikTok, they go, I, and I look at them, I go, listen, it's all about people yeah, and then, you know view what you got. Absolutely. And I have absolutely. You know, and yeah. uh, another thing uh, today, uh, if you noticed one of our crew guys, Brad Perez, he's going to be in a truck. Uh, coming up at Coda, that's a uh, big news for uh, for us and for him to to see him move up and move on. So uh, we're excited to see that, and uh, can't wait to uh, go to Talladega myself. I think Brad's going to kind of show me around the infield Friday night uh, for the first time. Well, let let's hook up, Willie. Uh, that that's my yep. backyard, and I I know where the, I know the Boulevard well. <laughs> that see, this is this is my first time I've had anybody. Uh, want to take me down to the boulevard on a Friday. We didn't get a chance to be down there, so uh, I think this is going to be a, a, a learning experience, you could say, Friday night down in Talladega. Well, I'm looking forward to it, Willie. Let's, uh, I, I want to hook up with you, make sure I'm around, because it, it, it is really entertaining. Uh, Dana, will I think we're going to have uh, y'all, I will have a great time. Yeah, I think we're going to have some giveaways for fans when we go down through there, so it's going to be pretty neat. Uh, we're going to maybe try to see if we can find a golf cart or something to ride around on down there, so I don't know if we can put that together, but uh, we're going to do something. Okay. Well, look, I'm making help you out on that. Uh, there you go. Come, there you I go. But it's, somebody, gonna, it's going to be I, fun. I, I can I can find somebody to help you out on that, Willie. All right. Okay. I'll, I'll keep in touch then. <laughs> All right, we got Willie Mullins. We'll be at Talladega. Looking forward to seeing him on the boulevard and going around Talladega Super Speedway. Thanks, Willie. Tell Dana, say hello to Thank guys. you, guys. Thanks, Willie. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. All right, Kyle. Really soon, Kyle. Uh, that's coming up the third weekend of April. Well, that's 24th, 5th, and 6th of April. It'll be here before you know it, Rowdy. Uh, yes, it will. Uh, Kyle, Circus of America, up next, man. Uh, you said you've been there before. Uh, NASCAR's first experience there last year was good. Little yeah, it was rainy. good, Rowdy, until it rained. Well, Kyle, I mean, to me, 
I like a little rain on the right uh, on the right at a rain a road course. I mean, it just it's the uh, you know when do you go back to tires wet and dry? And at Daytona when they run that second race, or well, it was the third race at Daytona last year on the road course there, the truck series had part of the race was rain, and then the last part was dry, and the pit strategies for when you come in to get those tires was everything. Yeah, Rowdy. Um, no, I, I mean, it was more the visibility, I think, was the biggest issue last year. Well, with the cup yeah. race, it was the visibility problems. But um, other than that, I mean, the racing's been good there. I mean, it's a good track. And um, I think we'll see the, the cream rise to the top, as we always do it at the road courses. So um, we'll have to see what happens. Well, Kyle, uh, Corey Himes in the truck. Kyle Busch Motorsports brings home his first truck, NASCAR truck win. Uh, a good race. It. A lot of people said it wasn't. It wasn't the truck race that they was used to, and, and by that they meant they wasn't as many wrecks as they usually were. There's a lot of racy racing going on there, but. Uh, you and I talked earlier, Stuart Friesen, man, he, he he was dominating for a while. Not the second half, he just lost it. Seemed like track position was a really important thing. If you weren't up front, um, just couldn't get it back. And I know I know the the whole Corey Heim one had a lot of controversy with it. Um, you know, John Hunter Nemechek being up there late in the race, being I think he was a lap or two down. Um, I know, I know Chandler Smith wasn't very happy after the race, so it probably made for an interesting team meeting this week at Cobblish Motorsports. So, um, but still, Corey Heim came out with the win, and um, he's the eighth different driver to win in the number 51 Cobblish Motorsports truck um, since they started in 2010. So, uh, another one for them, and uh, you know, Corey Heim, uh, you know, that was a pretty big win. I know they, they I saw some tweets about it, but. Um, that win, actually, you know, Chandler Smith not winning that race, that just, you know, that's just more bonus points, you know. Um, now it goes to the 51. So uh, pretty interesting storylines, you know, especially at the end of that race, you know, with how that race played out. Well, Kyle, we're fortunate enough I get to record a lot of this, and uh, I've got Corey Heim uh, post-race. All right, we've now been joined by our race winner, Corey Heim, and we will t open up and take questions for Corey. If you have a question, please raise your hand. We'll get started. We'll start with Chris Knight. ChrisKnightCatchments.com. Congrats, Corey. Um, without John Hunter Nemechek, could you still won that race? Yeah, uh, really hard to say. You know, I feel like our our 51 uh, Tundra TRD Pro is really good, and it could suck up to the 18 really good with, you know, five to go, and anytime I try to kind of make a run to simulate it a little bit but not pull out, I'm at that exact moment, so, um, you know, it's hard to say. I feel like if I could build up a good enough run to get to his quarter panel, I could have got, had a shot at it, but um, the four truck, you know, pushing me that far on front definitely gave me a, a big advantage there at the end. All right, Jerry, go ahead. Jerry Jordan, you're kicking the tires that net. Corey, uh, talk about new track surface, banking. What was it like? What can you compare it to with other tracks? 
Yeah, really, I can't compare it to any track that I personally ran on. I think, um, you know, maybe Michigan a little bit as far as just how much throttle time you're having. Um, but, you know, just leading up to this race, I think it was a pretty big unknown for the teams. A lot of people took different packages to the racetrack, but uh, Toyota Racing and KBM, you know, all throughout the last, you know, couple of weeks, just and over the offseason, really knowing that there's going to be a repave, did an awesome job just kind of sizing up the repave and making sure that we have a really good piece for the racetrack, and, of course, it proved. Go ahead, Utter. Jim Utter, Motorsport.com. Corey, so at the end, what were you expecting from John Hunter? Did you th did you have any idea that he was going to pull in line to try to help you guys? And once he did, did you have an equal shot of him not helping you as you did of him helping you? Yeah, I feel like um, with John Hunter being kind of a lap down there at the end, um, you know, regardless of who was in front of him, I feel like unless that that truck would have been a non-KBM truck, which of course I was in front of him, so it was a KBM truck. Um, I feel like, you know, as long as the KBM truck won, I think that's a, always concerned about at that point, just because of how hard we know we worked off of the off-season to, to bring good trucks to the racetrack, so <clears throat> excuse me, I'm kind of losing my voice here, but um, yeah, I mean, I think John Hunter, you know, is a huge crucial part of that ending right there, and without him it would have been tough to pull it off, but, um, you know, like I said before, we had such a good Tundra Tuesday pro today. Alright, if we can get our microphone over here to Jeff. Go ahead, Jeff. Jeff Foot of RacingToday.com. Corey, um, being a local guy, um, what does it mean to win at your home track? But I think maybe just as important to be the first ever winner on this new Atlanta Speedway. Yeah, there's just so many things going through my head right now, and that's just so surreal to be at my home track where I've, you know, raced so many races around the Little Legends of Wildfront, and, you know, grew, growing up 30 minutes from here and coming since I was a two-year-old to watch cup races here is uh, pretty phenomenal to come here. Even though it's not the same racetrack, it's a repave, as you mentioned, but um, even to just be in, inside these safer barriers and just pull, pull it off right there was, was insane for me. It's, it's just surreal. I'm at a lack of words a little bit, but, um, yeah, as you mentioned, just a home race, it's, it's surreal. All right, we're going to go to Zach. Go ahead, Zach. Uh, Zach Albert, NASCAR.com. Um, at the end there, Chandler basically said that um, you know, he felt like he was a sitting duck a little bit there, but he also expressed some frustration that some of the things you guys had game planned uh, pre-race beforehand uh, kind of went out the window there. Um, were there some difficulties in trying to keep to the plan and, and, and work together uh, you know, kind of the way you guys had set out for? Yeah, no, I think the beginning goal of the day for KBM was for a KBM truck to get in victory lane, so that was exactly what happened. Nobody got wrecked, and, um, you know, I didn't see anything wrong with, you know, what I did at the end there. I'm, I'm, it's my career. It's my own path, and I'm trying to win races. So, um, you know, Chandler did a great job of defending what he could, but, you know, like you mentioned, he was a complete sitting duck, which is totally true. Um, you know, the runs you get here are, are insane, and you just can't really do much about it instead of try to block, and he did, but I just was ready for it. I kind of had my own game plan in my head at the end there for, for pulling that kind of block, so... Um, yeah, I feel like the, the beginning goal of the day was for a KBM truck to be in victory lane, and luckily it was me. All right. Any questions in the press box? Okay, we'll come no back. Okay, we'll come back downstairs to Jeff. Go ahead, Jeff. Hey, Corey, your crew chief, Marty Lindley, his dad, way before your time, was one of the greatest short track drivers ever, and um, looks like that was... Racing re uh, Reference has already updated his fourth career win in the truck series as a crew chief. Um, a little about Marty, the relationship, and you know him being a true racer. Yeah, Marty's been awesome to me. He's been a phenomenal truck series crew chief for me. Um, I actually raced against him for three years in the ARCA series when he was with GMS, and you know he beat us every single week. So I knew that he was a really good crew chief, and um, you know him coming to, to KBM and me kind of 
padding up to go to KBM the next year was really exciting because I had a shot at working with them. And, um, you know, I had three truck race starts last year, and we had really good speed in every single truck start. We had Darlington, and we ran up front all day. Martinsville, we ran up front all day. So um, I know we just needed a little bit of luck. We had the crew chief there. We had our spotter good. I feel like I was doing an okay job. Just needed a little bit of luck on our side, and today we had all three, all three factors there. All right, we'll take an additional question over here. Go ahead. Christian Coley kicking the tires. Um, you've had three straight ARCA wins on the super speedways. How much did that kind of translate in today's kind of style of racing, and how did it benefit you at the end? Because you kind of knew how and what you needed to do to get a run. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, I um, kind of came into this race thinking it would be a little bit more packed up and not as much of a, as a super speedway, but I feel like it was going to space out a little bit. Still in a pack, but just nobody hitting each other and bumping each other down the straightaways as much. But by the end of it, it felt like pretty much Daytona running the wall. So um, I kind of used what I what I gained from my ARCA races, and it kind of took me a while to really translate that knowledge from ARCA to truck and just be comfortable with using that and applying that knowledge. So as soon as I did that and really got comfortable with the truck and was able to kind of apply the things I learned on super speedways, it, it really uh, proved to pay off at the end. All right. Any final questions for Corey? Okay. Go ahead. Corey, uh, Jackson Freiberger with the ATL Sports Wire here. Uh, how big is it for you? How special to get your first win in the three national series at Atlanta Motor Speedway growing up here in Atlanta? Um, obviously, I know you're super proud of your first win, but is it any more special for you being here in Atlanta? Yeah, it's it's surreal. I mean, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I've, I grew up racing on the Legends over there, and you know, being here for so many years and dreaming of racing at a national level, um, I never thought my, that my first win would be here, and I never even could have imagined that I, I've ever won a, won a race in general in the Truck Series. So um, to be here and to win and it'd be at my home track, it's just you know, I couldn't ask for any better you know any better support from everybody that helps get me here, and it's just it's awesome. All right. We'll take our final question from Chris. How are you going to celebrate? I don't know yet. I'm, I'm ready to, to watch this Xfinity race and head home, and I'll, I'll decide on the way home, I guess. Thank you. All right. Well, Corey, thank you so much. Congratulations on your first career in Aftercam World Truck Series win, and um, congratulations on doing it in your home state as well. I appreciate it. Thank you. Boy, I tell you, Kyle, uh, him to race Bandoleros there and uh, to win – that's got to be a boost for that Bandolero series down there. Uh, they actually raced after everybody was done. Uh, 11.30, I still could hear them racing. 11.30, I tried to go to, I was hopefully one, shortly after that, I was asleep. Because I tell you, those double headers, man, Kyle, I, almost seven miles. Atlanta. Yeah. Rowdy, it was a long Saturday, uh, three divisions on hand, uh, not just on the NASCAR Super or on the, the mile and a half, also on the Legends track. So, uh, yeah, it's nice for those young, the up-and-coming drivers to get some track time and, uh, you know, get around that, Atlanta, that little quarter-mile Atlanta Motor Speedway's uh, front stretch. So, with that being said, Kyle, we had the doubleheader and the Xfinity race, and, uh, man, i tell you what, Ty was up there the whole, pretty much the whole race, but he he stole that race in the last lap, Kyle. I mean, really, uh, he took it right there at the very end. It's been a good closer lately, uh, you know, getting these wins and then coming over from the Arca Series now to the Xfinity. Two wins already this year, both a mile and a half, so a good start for that team. Uh, I expect Ty Gibbs to be a championship contender this year, and 
you know, I think he's going to be fast. Doesn't matter where you go uh, at any kind of racetrack. I think Ty Gibbs is going to be a someone you're going to have to compete with. Well, Kyle. That being said, you know, uh, I sat in the stands to watch the race because I wanted to see the difference between the old and new track, and there is a difference. Uh, would just paving it made a difference? I don't know, but it ended up whatever they did seemed to work. Uh, you and I talked earlier, Matt Weaver kind of scribed it to me. You know, I'm searching for what that track was more like. Now, I haven't, I've never been to Winchester, but I've heard a lot of people talk about it. But he described it between a Winchester and a Daytona to get mixed. Yeah, that was an interesting uh, analysis by him. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's kind of what we were expecting. It's kind of like Daytona Talladega type of racing, I thought it was. And, uh, you know, um, a lot of pack racing. And just, uh, you know, they couldn't pass below that line and just how it went. Well, Kyle, uh, there again, uh, I'm lucky enough to grab the soundtrack for Ty Gibbs and uh, part of that seven miles in one day adventure, but I did and let's play it. <laughs> All right, we've now been joined by our race winner, Ty Gibbs. If you have questions for Ty, please go ahead and raise your hand. Um, we're going to get to as many questions as we can. We're going to start with Jerry and then we'll move to Matt. Jerry Jordan kicking the tire side net. I told him I was going to ask you this. At six out of 23 starts have been wins. Are you the next Kyle Busch? Nah, I don't, I'm still trying to figure out how, where my pit stall is out there. I don't think I'm the next Kyle Busch at all. <laughs> Thank you, though. All right, we're going to go to Matt. Matt Weaver, Racing America. Um, I don't feel like this is quite the same as Daytona and Talladega, and it's not really an intermediate <laughs> race either. So you're kind of the first winner in the Xfinity series of this new kind of racing. Is that something that you take any sort of pride or consideration in? Yeah, for sure. You know, I think uh, the, the least amount of experience at any place I have is speedways. And I feel like this is, like you said, kind of a hybrid race, like more of a speedway, more of a mile and a half. I feel like it was more of a speedway. It just starts, in the, you know, especially green, white, checkered. So, you know, I definitely take, I feel like, you know, a lot of pride in that. It's super cool. Uh, you know, it's just like... Those, uh, those wins that you win and you're so, like, not expecting them. You know, you, sometimes you go to a race, you feel like you're going to, you know, you feel pretty good about it. But here you never know. The speedways, you never know. So to be able to win and, you know, add my name to the books here Atlanta is super special. And uh, I feel like just myself alone, every you know, after everything I put myself through today, um, <clears throat> going from the back to the front a couple times, I feel like it ain't over till it's over. And I feel like I learned a great lesson tonight. Thank you. All right, Bob and then Jim. Uh-oh. You know it's coming. <laughs> Bob Pockers, Fox Sports. Uh, be with what happened between you and C a couple of weeks ago, did that play into any of your decision there to whether you were going to push him and or how you raced him that last yeah, couple laps? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I, I feel like my best shot to win was on the outside. I think the outside rolled too much better momentum on starts. And, you know, I mean, I, it would be cool if I could help C get, get a win. They had a good run tonight, but – 
I feel like you know when you're, when it comes down to winning and, and all those you know little things, I feel like you gotta you gotta be selfish, you know, especially in those in those moments when there's a gap. So you know, I I take it. It would have been cool, you know, if they could have got a win, but you know, I take that, and you know, it's super cool to win here. And great question, Bob. Not really. I feel like I pushed him harder than I pushed the A team. And I, then, you know, when I was pushing the A team, we had, you know, teammate restarts. The night team was behind me. So, you know, I was just pushing him as much as I could to see, you know, like the the farther I get him out, the better of a shot I have my, to win for myself. So I'm just going to push the push push as much as I can. All right, Jim. Jim Mutter, Motorsport.com. Ty, particularly today, but even – you could say uh, in last weekend, week's win, you've shown yourself to be very patient throughout the entire race when you didn't necessarily have, um, you know, a, a dominating car. How hard has it been to kind of um, a, to learn that, basically? Uh, and it's and you seem to have been doing that a lot, at least so at the beginning of the season. Yeah, for sure. Great question. You know, I feel like for me, I think just. Like, you know, when we were racing ARCA last year, it was hammer down, like, all you got fighting for your life. And then here, it's so much different. I feel like, you know, the guys who race are more competitive, they're more experienced, you know, and, and learning a different style of racing, it, it's, a you know, a different a different deal. So that patience is a big thing for me. You know, just learn that it ain't over until it's over. Like, we, I feel like I saw out there, and, uh, you know, it's it's never – you know, you can't get caught up in the moment. You know, you got to focus on the on the front and the big picture. I feel like there's, I'm still learning that. You know, every every race, I feel like that that you know patience is a big key. But I feel like you know it, it was uh, it played in my hand tonight, and that's let's go. Yeah, for sure. You know, I feel like, yeah, it was. You know, I, my what I kind of processed was if I could get the 30 the 39 way out there and I could just slip underneath him and catch around from the 21 and boost by him that would have, that would have been my best shot but you know the way it played out where the 21 got loose underneath in 3 and 4 and then the 16 came with a run out back and then the 39 just was a little wide enough to where I could squeeze between him and that 21 um you know and I feel like you just got to be aware in those moments and uh, that, that's you know clear myself there comes down the natural instinct I don't I didn't hear Tony say clear I think you know, just looking at that mirror and making those split decisions and moves, I feel like wins the races. Yes, sir. Uh, any questions in the press box? No questions in the press box. All right, we'll come back downstairs. Any final questions for Taff? Okay, we'll go back to Matt. Just a uh, follow-up, kind of a general question about the racing today in general is, because it's kind of, a, again, a little bit of both. Did you enjoy this kind of super speedway intermediate hybrid? Is it something yeah, worth kind of exploring I in mean, the future? I mean, I'm enjoying it right now, but about an hour ago I was like, you know, I don't really know. I don't, Like I said, I don't have enough experience to kind of know where I need to be yet, and, you know, I don't, I can't see the air yet So as a term. Um, so I don't know. I, I mean, it was probably fun to watch, probably, you know, nerve-wracking at the end. But as a driver, I, it's just – for me, I feel like gaining gaining more experience. I definitely probably be you know super pumped about them. I just I don't I don't know. I just I don't have enough experience to feel like I could say anything. Like the Cup guys said that during their practice today, it was like the most uh, physically and mentally taxing practice we've ever been in. Really. The racing for you guys was it like that or not? As I mean, not I don't I think a lot of it's just like speed. I think 
you know, with us having 400 horsepower and kind of being slowed down so much, I think it's more of a speed race than those guys. So kind of watching those runs come like Daytona, I, kind of that how that was is so pretty close to that. I didn't feel too physical besides I got a little hungry, but besides that, nothing special. Yes, sir. All right. Any final questions? Okay, we'll go to Chris. Chris Nightcatchers.com. Uh, that move was dicey. Yeah. Uh, did, did at the least. Your, yeah. Did you close your eyes? No, I was just looking at the left did side mirror, and I just. No. Pray. You didn't pray? No, sir. Okay. You. I just saw it, and I had to go. <laughs> no spotter help, so you just did it on your own. Uh, yeah, but that's you know it worked out there, but there's been multiple times where it hasn't worked out, so got a fair share. <laughs> Yeah, at least we're we're fighting for the win, though, so it wasn't ninth or something. <laughs> All right, we'll go to Jordan. Jordan Bianchi, Athletic. As you've had the success in the Xfinity Series, it's not easy, but it looks easy. What do you tell yourself when you look at areas you can improve and what you can do better to try to keep yourself motivated or working towards what you want to achieve? Yeah, great question. I feel like, you know, just... I don't know. I feel like just growing up, I think around my dad and my grandpa, I feel like it was a great learning experience as a kid. You know, I feel like winning when I was younger, when I won, there were still a lot of other things that I did wrong that he made sure that I knew that. So I think it's kind of built up in me and, you know, being around like Kyle Busch and stuff like that, you know, even if you win, there's still things you did wrong and you always got to improve on those things. And I feel like if you can take something away, like Danny said, if you can take one thing away from any race, you know, each each weekend, that's a big deal. And, you know, you can keep improving and improving on that. And um, you know, I, I, I feel like it's just kind of, I've been, I kind of grew up with that kind of instinct. And I mean, there's a, a bunch of things I can improve. I can improve on, you know, you know, interviews and jumping out of a race car, you know, so there's a lot of things to take away, so. Uh-oh, sorry. Uh, when you when you do you have conversations with your teammates on the cup level, whether it's Martin or Kyle or Denny, and what and if you do, what are they saying to you? Yeah, you know, I def, I feel like I have different relationships with everyone. I feel like, you know, I I I know Martin. I have a lot of respect for him. I haven't talked to him too much, but he I have a lot of respect uh, just from you know watching him. And uh, you know, I've I've been around at Christopher for like four or five years, so I like Christopher a lot. He's you know super cool, and um, you know I've been around Kyle and Denny for a long time, and. You know they're both different people, and I really, I, I really enjoy being around them too. So, uh, I, I like Kyle. I, I played I racing with Brexton multiple times at like 11:30 at night. He'll just text me, he's like, "Get on," and I'm like, "All right, I'll get on." And then you know, so I have great relationships. I feel like with all of them, I'm very thankful, you know, to be in these spots and, you know, and to you know be able to have, uh, you know, their number if I need to, you know, ask them anything, you know, on and off the track, you know, experiences and things to learn. So, you know, I, I'm very blessed with great teammates, and, you know, I, I wouldn't want to be with, you know, any other team. I, I love Juggage Racing, and, you know, it's it's home. All right. Any final questions? All right. Ty, congratulations on another victory. Thanks for spending Thank some time with us. Have a good one. Boy, uh, Kyle, all he does is just Win. You're right, Rowdy. That's all he does do is win. I mean, he 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 snuck in there. 
he he admitted it was uh, his own reaction to take that spot, and he seen it, and he took it. Do they always work out? Nope. That time he did, Kyle, and he brought it home. He did, Rowdy. I mean, he he brought it home. That was it was a good race. They (laughs) they tore up a few cars in that one. It could have been worse, but it, it. but it, you know, Kyle, they were several times uh, down towards the end. Uh, a lot of cars on the lead lap. Uh, I mean, a lot of cars did get torn up, Rowdy, and uh, it was just uh, kind of crazy that that happened. Well, then Kyle Sunday showed up. You know how. I, we survived a Saturday, a doubleheader. My, I got sunburned pretty good. Uh, had to go out to the, get my hat. Because the first half burnt my head up. I mean, really got sunburned pretty good. And then I had the hat for the second half, which was, I was glad because it seemed to have gotten the closer it got down, the more it reflected in your face, Kyle. But let me tell you, that is, Atlanta Motor Speedway has always some, has some of the most breathtaking sunsets uh, on Saturdays and Sundays. It's, it, it, they just, they're awesome. And I've, I've got several of those photos on, like scattered around on, I know on Facebook. Yeah, Rowdy, they're on the Rowdy Maglite Racing Media Facebook page. Check it out. Uh, I posted a few photos from Port Royal, and I uh, posted all your Atlanta stuff. So we're all up, we're all caught up. Well, Kyle, uh, that twenty-four brought it to victory lane, man. Uh, I, did I, you know he got up there a couple of times, and I didn't know if he'd have what it took to take it to the to the very end but William Byron wins it in the very end of it which was, I thought was really I've seen a lot of races at, at Atlanta and Kyle there's been a group that I've been out front tailgating with for several years and some of them one of them had not been back to the race since uh, his last Atlanta race was 2012 and that was uh, his. He had a small son then, and they show up for the new, the new Atlanta track, and he's a grown. His the, the boy's now a grown man with a beard, and you know, and the dad's back. They liked it. I said, "Well, will we see you in July?" And they said, "Probably." So, to me. Uh, you know, I, I want to thank Racing Ministry. You know, Kyle, every uh, race on Saturday and Sunday, they uh, have a big tent, and you go in and have breakfast, and uh, they share the word. And it's really a good thing what they do. Uh, church, <laughs> a good breakfast, 
and music and and you see some of the same people year after year it was good to see them kyle and then you know all the folks at tailgate that i've known over all the years uh kind of friday kind of dampered it down with the rain it quit late in the afternoon and then the wind started blowing kyle and that's what really kind of helped dry everything up for saturday uh was all the wind that kind of blew through there. Yeah, after that rain on Friday, it seemed like the rest of the weekend was pretty nice. Well, Kyle, uh, I've got the post race of uh, William Byron, and uh, it's 28 minutes. Kyle, what, what? Let's talk about what you got going on. Let's. for the week coming up, so. Well, Rowdy, I don't know yet, uh, you know, um, got to see how the schedule goes, and I'd like to get to a racetrack. I know Bridgeport has three three nights for their opening weekend, and uh, I know Williams Grove will be back. Seelands Grove will have the 410 sprints, hopefully, to open the season, and uh, hopefully get out to one of them. That's that's probably what my plan's going to be for at least this weekend. I know uh, Montgomery's having a race. The end, I believe it's the end of this month, and uh, it's in two weeks. So I think I'm going to show up for that. And may take, take a week off, Kyle. I've, I've been busy. We've been racing every weekend. Yep. What's going on, Rowdy? I know, man. I know. Uh, I'm going to play... You just want to let, let, it's 28 minutes. Sure, Rowdy. All right, Kyle. I'm going to, let's play William Byron. All right. We are going to go ahead and get started here with our post-race availability for this afternoon's Souls of Honors Quick Trip 500 here at Atlanta Motor Speedway. We've now been joined by our race winning crew chief, Rudy Fugel. First of all, Rudy, congrats on the win. Um, we appreciate you coming and joining with us um, after the victory lane celebration, but tell us just a little bit about those final laps from your, your, from your vantage point. Yeah, no, thanks for the, for the congrats. It's, uh, it, it's really exciting to be able to get a win. Um, you know, just that, that restart and that, that final led to the final set of laps. And um, I knew we had one of the strongest cars, if not the strongest car, but it's all about getting the pushes and, and trying to stay ahead of that. So um, our spotter, Brandon Lines, and William did awesome. We were able to control the lanes and go back and forth. And um, even just getting the lead back um, was, was phenomenal. So, uh, you know, hold, holding our breath, um, hoping to get back the lead. And then once we got there, just uh, holding your breath to control it. So super proud of everybody. All right. And we've now been joined by Rick Hendrick as well. So we'll go ahead and open up for questions for both Rick and Rudy. I know I saw a few hands raised. So we'll go ahead and get started. And we're going to start with Kelly. KellyCrandallRacial.com. Rudy, two things. First off, um, it was said over the radio after you won the race, and William said it in his TV interview about the hard work that went in overnight and changing some things, working late. Can you walk us through the work that was done on this 24-hour after what you saw in practice? Yeah. Um, so for the first time this year, really, uh, 
we were we were off in practice. Uh, just had some long, wrong philosophies, uh, wrong wrong setup items, and 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 the way practice was, we were just trying to get laps to win and get comfortable. But um, it, we really needed to work on the car more, but needed to to, to make a plan. So um, once we got out of here and got back to the hotel, um, our engineers and and you know even at the shop in here, we worked till um, nine. We actually got some dinner and then. There was emails going out until midnight, you know. So, um, coming up with a plan, uh, came up with a good plan. Thanks to uh, we used a lot of the nine stuff to help us guide us, and then made some good decisions otherwise. Um, and then give that to the guys to come in this morning, and they got an hour and a half to pretty much rebuild the race car. And so they did phenomenal getting the car built, um, get through tech, and and put a race car on the track capable of winning and uh, and not dominating, but being really really fast, close to dominating. And did you guys come here with a super speedway philosophy and, and car setup, or did you come here with the typical Atlanta setup? No, it was a blend. Um, you know, a lot of super speedway thoughts, and then, you know, some, some Michigan, some Texas repave, and you're just trying to and, – and this car is still brand new, so there's a, there's a ton we're learning that, you know, you're trying to apply. So um, missed it on a couple things, but it didn't take much to, uh, to get it where we needed to be. Okay, we're going to continue with questions. We're going to go to Jordan and Bob. Go ahead, Jordan. Jordan Bianchi from The Athletic. I have a question for you two gentlemen. Um, Rudy, from your perspective as a crew chief, old Atlanta configuration and type of racing versus what we saw today, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, I thought racing really was really good today. You know, There's some, uh, some things with the track, you know, some big bumps and some character. Um, you know, it's, it's difficult, it's stressful. It's a different type of racing. Um, you know, crew chiefs, we, we loved coming to Atlanta just like drivers did because if you got it right, if you were perfect, you did your homework, and you could go, you could go dominate. You know, you could have eight, ten-second leads, and um, that's snoozers for TV, but it's it's something to uh, be proud of, you know, from our side of things. So um, we really, really enjoyed that challenge of how hard Atlanta was and how much fun it was with tire fall off, making that good. But but this is, uh, you know, when you have to repave tracks, it, th this was a good product today. I thought it was. Um, really, really good. Uh, Rick, from a, a car owner's perspective, uh, Daytona Talladega races tend to be expensive. You guys tear up a lot of equipment. Um, it seems like this is going to be kind of in that same vein. As a car owner, are you okay with adding two additional super speedway type races to a schedule and, and what may be your bottom line? Well, we have not had very good luck at finishing uh, spe you know, plate races. Uh, we've been in, good, in a great position, but we seem to get in wrecks all the time and uh, I don't think this is going to be quite as bad. These cars are uh, more durable, and uh, you saw it today. Uh, usually when you have a wreck down at Talladega, Daytona, it's just trashed. But uh, a lot of cars were able to finish. And uh, so I think it's going to be easier and better with this car, and uh, I think the speed's here at this track. So I, I believe it's going to be a great show. All right, we're going to go to Bob. Pockers, Fox Sports, I have one for each. Rudy, were you concerned at all about bright rears blowing after seeing what happened to the others? Uh, you know, Goodyear said they were looking at, but they didn't know it was all Chevrolets, and it was all ones who were running up front. Yeah, no, I, definitely. You know, the speed and having to run pretty much wide open uh, to lead compared to, uh, you know, 70% throttle for a full lap to be second or third is definitely putting a lot more stress on the tires. So, 
um, kind of managing ourselves there and was trying to teach our coach William into doing some lifts and just uh, if we could if we could lift a little bit and slow the pace down a little bit and not get passed then we could save the tires so um, definitely at a repave you're always kind of worried about tires um, you got hard tires um, because you have so much load but eventually you put enough uh, heat in them and they and they blow out so um, you know definitely on our mind uh, we kind of knew where some because we we share information we kind of knew where some of these guys were and and thought we may be we weren't in worse shape at least than they were so um, just just try to manage it and Rick I would think that most of you feel that kind of four plate races is enough <laughs> as far as when it comes to Daytona and Talladega this kind of makes it six like is that do you want to cap it, or are you, is there any thought of, like, you know, some people say, well, if this works, then maybe they should do it at Texas or do it at any of the other mile and a half? No, I, I vote to cap it. <laughs> with, the, with our record at plate races with finishing, uh, I, I just, uh, I, I, I think this is enough. All right, we're going to continue with questions. We're going to go to Matt Weaver, Mike Kimbrey, and Deb Williams here on the left-hand side. Go ahead. Matt Weaver, Racing America for Rudy. Uh, I believe this is the first win as a spotter for Brandon Line. So uh, just the job that he did with a really chaotic style of race and how important was it to get him his first cup win as a spotter? Yeah, no, it's huge. You know, I'm uh, really proud of Brandon. I've known Brandon for a really long time, going back to Eric Jones' uh, late model and, and truck days and, and kind of been friends with him since. So um, getting a chance to work with him is uh, really exciting. Um, you know, how much passion he has for racing and uh, and how, how much hard work he puts in during the week. Um, he's, he's been working really, really hard. Him and William have a, a good relationship, so they've been working outside of even what I know and in, in just lingo, you know, all these, you know, like he said, he's, he was, I think he changed two batteries today because he talks so much. So he talks more here than you do at, at Daytona and Talladega because when you get in that top riding lane in Daytona and Talladega, you kind of, you know what to expect and the runs aren't as quick and here the, the runs were, were gigantic and they were so fast. So Spotter had to be on it and Brandon did a great job. All right, we're going to go to Mike. Right here. Mike Henry from uh, Auto Week. Rudy, it looked like with about 10 or 12 laps to go that you might not want to be first the way the, the runs were taking place and all that. But, but William got out with some, got some space. Was that the approach you wanted to take, or were you were you feeling pretty safe being being in front there in the last few laps? Yeah, William stated it during the first stage that he thought you know being second was a better spot to be. You know when we were the one was fast and we were fast. And I think it was the eight. We were kind of all making runs and just kind of learning. Um, you know, and, and if you get the right run, it's tough to be the leader for sure. Um, but we just had a lot of things go right. You know, and uh, Mr. H talked about it before the race. So, you know, sometimes some point things have to go right for you you know and we've had a lot of bad luck and bad circumstances this year um that have kept us from winning races i feel like and uh and today we just had some things go right you know some guys you know blaney and whoever got up together and got out of lane and then the 20 going underneath the line with the one getting side by side and it just kind of generated it it stopped the runs from generating so it kind of it worked out for us so i'll uh i'll take anything we can get all right we're gonna go to deb Deb Williams, RacingToday.com. I have one for Rudy and one for Rick. Rudy, uh, uh, two of Williams' three cup victories have been on super speedway style racing. 
What makes him so good at that? Yeah, no, he's he's become a great restrictor plate racer. You know, just um, he's really aggressive, but you know knows how to you know use the runs and, and take the pushes and take and, and give pushes. And I mean, it's hard to say what makes somebody great. You know, everybody talks about Danny when we come to these places, but um, you got to have good cars, got to have good engines, and then you know he's he's just done an, an awesome job of of learning what makes you know the the car stay up front at these places, and uh, he. It, when we're not wrecked, he's usually up front. And, Rick, with Williams' victory, three of your four drivers have now won three of the first five races. It's the first time that it's been done since Carl Kikafer did it in 1956. What does this mean to you? Well, you know, I'm awful proud of the, the organization and, and, the, and the guys, the way they work together. And, uh, you know, we've been fortunate. We had a couple of breaks to win one of the races but uh but i i'm proud of them and and you know it's really hard today with the cars that we have and everything's equal but uh i think uh the talent of our guys like rudy said williams has been unbelievable on the plate races and uh so i'm just proud of them you know we, we might we might hit a streak here and not win one but uh i'm i'm really proud of the the speed and the way they're staying up front and uh, hopefully we'll uh, continue to uh, win more races. Thanks. All right. We're going to take one final question for Rick and Rudy here from Dustin Long. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Rick, already this season there's been a race in a, in a, in a stadium. Uh, you've got a super speedway race at a mile-and-a-half track, you know, here in a couple weeks. So we'll be going back to a dirt track. What do these changes mean, and what do you hope to see, or what are you looking forward to more as the sport seems to continue to evolve? You know, I, I think it's great for NASCAR. I mean, the, you know, the stadium brought a lot of new fans in. The dirt track, I've got people coming out of woodwork wanting to go to Bristol now uh, for that race. And uh, I think it's exciting for the fans and the drivers adapting well and uh, this car we basically run the same car everywhere and uh, so I think it's great for the sport and uh, I'd like to see a street race so uh, hopefully we'll just continue to work outside the box and I think that's growing a lot of new fans for us and why do you want to see a street race and also secondly um, I know uh, the Texas race ended this one got started I didn't know if you would had any contact with Jimmy or your thoughts about Jimmy having a, a, his top 10 today no, I I did not I did not see the race. What happened to Jimmy? Uh, six. six. Uh, you know, we felt like when Jimmy got on oval, he would be more competitive. So I'm uh, I'm proud of him. I, I'm really proud of Jimmy for jumping into a sport and and trying to relearn against all these guys or learn the sport. But I felt like when we got to ovals, when they got to ovals, he was going to be good. I just think it's exciting. I mean, I, I, I think it's different. I, I think it would be, uh, you know, why the Coliseum race. So, I mean, if, if there's a, the right street circuits that we could race on, uh, I, just, I just think something different brings in a new uh, level of fans, and it's, excitement, it's exciting, and it's something different to talk about. So I, I just think it, it keeps changing it up, and it just seems to uh, bring in – a lot of new new people that we hadn't seen the the, the age group and uh, the Coliseum were 
people, I think they said like 60% never been to a NASCAR race. So uh, I think just doing something different than you've done for years and years is, is good for the sport. All right. For Rick and Rudy, congratulations again on the victory. Thank you again for joining us. Sorry about that timing, William. I had you wait, and then I, I didn't give you enough time to get your snack in. But you earned that donut, so you feel free to enjoy it here. Um, the as benefit we, of winning, winning here. <laughs> that's right. Sure. As we uh, roll into our post-race media availability now with our race winner, William Byron, we will continue with questions. If you have one for William, raise your hand, and we're going to get to as many as we can, and we're going to start in the back with Stephen. Steve Conley, PRN. Uh, William, I, I'm just kind of curious your thoughts overall after what we went through with the practice and getting through the race, uh, getting the win. What was your overall thoughts on the track, the layouts, and this style of racing on a mile and a half, which we've never seen before? Yeah, certainly a lot to learn uh, this weekend. I think that, you know, through all the things that we did to prepare, like nothing came close to what practice ended up being like. So, I was shocked, you know, how, how crazy it was, how big the runs were. Uh, my spotter, you know, we, we talked overnight. It was like you couldn't talk fast enough to get, to get all the things you, need, you needed to say. So I thought he, he really worked hard overnight and got a clear idea of kind of, you know, what needed to be said so we could work on that. But, you know, we were not very good in practice. I felt like, you know, we were really tight and uh, had some things that we had to work through. And Rudy... Uh, and my engineers and all the guys on the car worked extremely hard to get it better. And today was awesome, obviously. We led a bunch of laps. It felt like we had the best car, uh, the way we could move through the field. And um, just awesome to, you know, win on kind of the inaugural race of the of Atlanta, you know, in this in this style. So always cool to do something like that. All right. We're going to go to Bob here in the middle. Bob Hockers, Fox Sports. With the way the truck and Xfinity races ended, uh, did you think you were in the best position there the last couple of laps, or did you feel like um, that you were in trouble, and or did you see something in those races that you were able to apply to the finish here? Yeah, no, that's a good question. It, it's funny, I didn't, I didn't really have a chance to really watch the races because I was racing last night at Hickory, but I watched a little bit of the truck race, and I saw the last lap with Chandler leading, uh, and kind of how that developed. So I was always trying to guard against getting too far out in front. But, you know, as soon as it got double file, I'd say off, you know, into turn one, that really helped my cause to kind of be able to just manage the, the momentum. But single file, surprisingly, I mean, it might have looked like we were staying single file relatively easy, but it was hard to, to run single file. I mean, it was, it was uh, difficult to manage the lead in the front um, and not – you know, have somebody get a run on you to easily pass you. So I think um, those things were interesting. As as the day developed, I felt like single file was my most vulnerable place to be. Uh, and then as soon as they would get kind of doubled up throughout the field, that was probably a little bit easier to handle. Okay, we're going to go to Matt Weaver here. 
What is your uh, quick trip pastry of choice? <laughs> so it looks like a like one of those sour cream donuts. So <laughs> I'm I'm a big sweet tooth. So I uh, my girlfriend knows I I just eat constantly. So <laughs> it's not great, but it's the way it is. Matt Weaver, Raising America, uh, two for you. Being able to go back and forth and win at Hickory last night and then win here today, it's kind of old school. It's like the old Bush series running at a short track and then come and run the Super Speedway on a Sunday. Um, yeah. What do you think of that experience, being able to fly back and forth and do that? Yeah, I mean, I love it. I think it was, uh, you know, I hope for my sake that it doesn't get overcrowded and a bunch of guys start doing that, you know, because I think it's unique and cool. But uh, it was a lot of fun to go to Hickory last night. I was that was the most nervous Saturday I've ever had. You know, I, I was nervous in the cup car. How was how that going to go? How was the travel going to go back to the other racetrack? And, you know, what was that car going to feel like once I got on the track? And, you know, really just having good people around me to calm my nerves and just get me in the right state of mind. It, it was really nice to, you know, have something to kind of fill the space and, you know, be able to put my mind to something on Saturday night. And, you know, Hickory is such an iconic track and, the tire management that I had to go through last night was such a cool thing to go do and really kind of challenged my mind completely different than this. But at the same time, just the just the ability to adapt to stuff, I think, was, was a lot of fun and um, definitely hope to do more of that. I hope to do Nashville in, in May, the Darlington weekend, and um, I think it's just a lot of fun. You've worked with Brandon Lines for a long time, going back to your late model days. I believe this is his first cup win. How cool is it to be able to give that to him after he's pretty much coached you throughout your career? Very cool. I mean, he, um, yeah, you said it best. I feel like he's been there really every step of the way. I mean, we've always kept in touch, you know, very similar to Rudy. So now I feel like at the cup level I have, you know, that triangle that we talk about with the spotter, crew chief, driver, like I have people that I've known for most of my racing career. So I think that's very, very cool. You don't see that a lot. Um, but for someone as young as me, I feel like it's really critical um, because my comfort level with them is, is very high. I mean, I can tell Brandon whatever whatever I think, and I can tell Rudy whatever I think. So, um, yeah, it's cool to see him kind of break through that bubble, you know, that, that is your first cup win because it's hard to get that. Um, you know, he did a great job throughout the last few laps, and – I just had a good feeling coming into this race that, that we could do something good and um, pretty awesome and pull it off. Yep. All right, we're going to go to Mike Hembry. Mike Hembry from Auto Week. Williams, some tires were popping, particularly on the Chevrolets. Were you uh, kept abreast of what was happening there, and did you have a concern about that? So, yes and no. I mean, I don't think it was a Chevrolet thing. I think it was just the, the fact that whoever was leading for a long time when it you know, when it got single file, just the way that the cars felt on corner entry, like you put a lot of load into the right side tires. And a lot of times when you're back in traffic, you were putting a lot of load into the right front, which is usually what, you know, you fight on a repave, right? Is right front tire issues. But um, I think Goodyear's done a good job of working through, making sure that the right front does last, but the right rear is a little bit of an, you know, unpredictable thing because typically you're not on the right rear that hard. Um, on a repave because you can't be loose. So it was unique that that was an issue, but, um, you know, I'm sure it's just something new with the track and something we'll work through. All right, we're going to go upstairs to the press box. Chris Nightcatchance.com. Uh, hey, William, I was just curious if today's race was as mentally challenging or exhausting as the Daytona or Talladega. Uh, more, more for sure. I mean, 
Daytona and Talladega, when you get single file, you can relax. And today, when you were you were single file, you were constantly working to stay single file so you didn't lose the lead. So I think um, that was a lot different. You know, I'm not used to that and the way that you, you know, I, I told Brandon at one point and Rudy, I was like, man, I can't believe we're not halfway yet because this is like, this just feels long mentally, just all the energy that I'm spending to, to uh, do all the moves that we need to make. So pretty crazy race, but definitely good to, you know, come out on top. All right. Another question in the press box. Jim Otter, motorsport.com. Uh, Congratulations, William. You mentioned uh, a few minutes ago about the triangle and having the right people around you. Uh, at this point, do you feel like this is the most comfortable and uh, that you've been as a Cup Series driver and within the Hendrick organization since you've been there? Yeah, definitely. I think um, you know that that comfort has come in the last few years. I, I would say even back to working with Chad, I've, I've felt more and more comfortable in the debriefs, more comfortable at the shop. And it was kind of one thing after another. Like I'd say the first thing I felt comfortable was walking into the shop and feeling like I could, you know, speak my mind and say what the car did, um, you know, and be critical. And then I think, you know, it slowly trickled to, you know, Rudy coming on board, somebody that I've worked with in the past. And then, you know, Brandon was a nice addition to somebody I've worked with in the past as well. Um, you know, and then ultimately just, yeah, that just having that good group around you and, people that you trust and, and uh, can work with. And, you know, it's it's been a great start to the year. We've had a ton of speed. Um, you know, obviously had some wrecks and things, but, um, you know, I felt like today was, was due. All right. Any final questions? All right. One more. Oh, go ahead. Box. Upstairs. Uh, William, it's Lee Spencer. I'm just kind of curious. You said a couple of times after you climbing from the car, and I've got to say the excitement that you, the screaming and the yelling was was pretty intense, but you often said you were out of breath, and I'm just kind of wondering, was the out of breath from the exertion, from the emotion, from the just the intensity of, of the racing, and if it was the latter, um, you know, where would this stack up as just being, you know, nerve-wracking compared to a Talladega or a Daytona? Yeah, I think the excitement was just from, obviously, winning a cup race. You know, you cup races are so hard to win, and I feel like Anytime you win one, you know, it, it just is such an exciting feeling. It's a little bit different, though, when you've got a nice lead or, or you've got a dominant car all day. But when you come to a speedway, you know, you really don't know you're going to win until you come onto the front stretch and, you know, if you're by yourself. So it's just a crazy, exhilarating feeling when you win at a, you know, kind of a super speedway style race because you're constantly working and, um, you never, you know, it's never really guaranteed. So that was where the excitement, I think, came from. But, um, but yeah, I think it, it was a lot of fun. All right, we're going to come back down and finish up here. We'll go to Jeff, Jerry, and then we'll end in the back. JeffHoodRacingToday.com. Brandon, um, I'm William, I'm sorry. You ran the lower horsepower package here this weekend. You guys come back in July. Would you be in favor of a higher horsepower package to kind of get the car separated? Or do you like what you had today and come back with the same package? Yeah, I mean, I doubt they're going to change it after the way today was. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, repaves are tricky. I mean, you're never going to, you know, you, you're probably going to have a hard time making the tires last for a couple years with the, the pavement and the grip that this place would have if we had low downforce. So, um, you know, it is what it is. And 
um, you know, just learn and adapt as we go and try to be the best we can at it. All right, Jerry. Jerry Gordon, kickingthetires.net. Uh, there, there's parts of this track that, you know, some people are kind of angry. It has its own little nuances already, and one of those seems to be coming out of two in the back stretch. I was back there on the terrace watching, and you could see the cars kind of bottom out. Could you, yeah. What did you feel in the car when you were out there, and how did that throw you guys around? Yeah, certainly the bump off two was like kind of your lap counter because <laughs> it was such a big, such a big bump that you know I felt like every time I got to that it was like all right there's another lap and it was definitely definitely kind of feel it in your back but I'm sure they'll smooth that out and uh, you know the cars are you know as we saw at California you know bumps are difficult sometimes with you know quick jolts but um, you know overall I think that that was the only thing I saw that that was kind of um, puzzling but I think the rest of the track definitely did have some character that I was you know interested the way it worked out you know the the painted line definitely has a lot of grip not that you really need to use that but um, certainly the way that the lanes work in the corner is kind of weird there's kind of like a snake effect to the to the lanes and um, it's not just a smooth constant progression like it is at Daytona so that's a little different I, I don't know how that'll change as the years go all right, final question here. William Jackson Freiberger with the ATL Sports Hire. First off, congratulations on your Thank big you. win. Uh, I saw Alex Bowman come into victory lane and congratulate you. Walk me through uh, what he said to you and how crucial it is just to have such a tight-knit relationship in the Hendrick Motorsports family. Yeah, it's great. I mean, to have really awesome teammates, I feel like, uh, you know, Kyle, Chase, and Alex are awesome teammates. They're really good race car drivers, and, you know, I feel like we all learn – things from each other we all have kind of our as I've spent more time around all of them I feel like we all have our tendencies and like you know tracks that we like or dislike so it's cool to uh you know learn from each of them I feel like we continue to strengthen each other because we're we're constantly kind of learning from each other which is good all right William that seems to be all the questions we have Thank you again Thank for joining you. us. Congratulations again on the win. Thank and we you. wish you best of luck next weekend as well. Appreciate it. All right. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Kyle, appreciate it. Uh, Willie Mullins, man. Hey, you ever need a scholar? Because I know you got my back and I got yours, Willie. Thanks for being part of the show. Can't wait to see my Miss Lynn. A big shout out to her out in L.A. Ty Gibbs, man, brings it home again in Atlanta on the new surface in the new era of Atlanta. Corey Hine, man. Racing Arca. Now he's winning for Kyle Busch up in the truck series. First time winner in Atlanta. His hometown track. Congratulations, Corey. Hey, we're going to end up trying to do this all again Thursday night. So tune in. Follow me on TikTok. I, I know what's going to happen. We're going to have a good time with Willie and Dana on the boulevard on Friday night. Now we just got to hook him up with a golf cart. Subscribe to that YouTube page, everybody. Appreciate it.
and we're gone. Keep that light shining. <laughs>